Hello, everybody. My name is Declan Mangan. I'm a sophomore at IU studying cinematic arts. And this is my animated life. Here we talk about animation in general. So sometimes we talk about an animation show or movie, like a movie in together. We talk about the creatives. We talk about the pitching process. And then we talk about the movie itself. And uh, or the TV show, but in, uh, instead, recently, the past two weeks, I've been I couldn't have really been writing these outlines, so I've just been doing these editorials, and I think they're pretty good. So we're gonna do another one of those because I didn't have the time to write a script again. Whoopsies! But this one's from my back catalog from uh, Cartoon Amino. As you, if you guys don't know, I was a curator, so I still am a curator, and a past blogger for uh, Amino called Cartoon Amino, and what I would do there is talk about animation and whatnot, and it's really fun. So this is something I've had on the back catalog, but I never really published it yet, uh, just been really busy, and it, creative process is sometimes draining, so... The title of this thing is called Animation in the 20s, From Realism to Stylish. So recently, as you guys may have known, 3D animation has been popping off different styles as of recent. I think this new trend is making the animation space much more open to being less realistic like the Lion King 2019 movie and trying to play with these styles and try to make something interesting out of it. And why is that? How did we get here? What does each animation studio do to differentiate themselves from their last films? Can some studios still do realistic styles in the near future, or are they doomed with the abundance of new a new style after new style? Is that said over abundance of style after style getting too annoying? Uh, I in this pod, uh, editorial, I will talk about all these questions I have asked and more. So I'm gonna go th- first of all. I'm gonna go through the early stages of animation first, where it was still very. In the baby stages, it was something like, hey, we've been we've been working on this and it's kind of cool, but nothing concrete. And my writing here may be a little wackadoodle because, uh, oh, the, well, we can talk about like animation has been existing since like 1920s and but that's like 2D and stuff. I, this is specifically about how CGI got started. So we will talk about 3D animation. Uh, we all know how 2D got started. It, 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 it's an interesting story for another day. But back in 1956, Alfred Hitchcock introduced a new style of animation with the opening of Vertical. Uh, Vertigo play uh, that played out in theaters, which is CGI. Other big movies used it in the 1960s and 70s, like the the original version of Westworld, not the HBO show Alien, and of course the first Star Wars movie. 
When the 90s came by, the new style was used to amplify the movie-going experience. Two movies were the most important in that time and became some of the most prevalent movies of that time using visual effects to amplify action, at least to what I I believe to be the most inspiration to make CGI more relevant. And those movies are Terminator 2 Judgment Day and Jurassic Park. But this is about animation. Uh, it's always about animation. And yes, those two have animation qualities, but we're talking about fully fledged animation and whatnot. So what about fully fledged animation? Where, where did that start? Well, the first known animated film to use this new medium was the Disney movie from the 1970s, The Great Mouse Detective, which they used CGI to amplify the climax between uh, Vincent Price's villain Radigan and Basil of Baker Street, who's the Sherlock Holmes mouse. So uh, they use uh, they used the CGI for other Disney movies like the sequel to The Rescuers and Aladdin, where they had with Rescuers they introduced this thing where it made the inking and painting segment a lot more easy by using comp- uh, this computer system called Caps, which were in- was invested <laughs> made by Pixar, where it just. Uh, filled in the color and inking much more easily without any strain or difficulties. And with Aladdin, they did this. uh, They went full CGI with uh, the tiger mouth from Aladdin. So let's see. Pixar was eventually founded after that time by... Uh, of course, the Star Wars directors, George Lucas and the Apple CEO, Steve Jobs, who experimented with using uh, CGI to make films. They Pixar started small. We all know this. They started small with their shorts, Wally B, Knick Knack, Tin Toy, Luxo Jr., and so much more. All those shorts are amazing and very cute and very experimental. As well as, uh, I already mentioned this, like uh, they use stuff like caps. Those The shorts I mentioned were giving them high praise and recognition, but it wasn't until Toy Story when all this CGI talk kicked off. Which, as we all know, Toy Story was the first big inspiration for CGI, and while it looked rough... At the t- uh, while it looks rough now at the time, the people who watched this during that time were all inspired by how in- innovative and inspiring seeing something like this be introduced. So with time came better animation, of course. Uh, 90s went on to uh, continue. With the 2000s, CGI became the more mainstay studio animation popularity. And movies like Monsters, Inc. was when hair was mastered in CGI. Finding Nemo with water and Incredibles is just so much. Explosions, uh, 
superhero stretchiness and all that jazz. Some even found ways to mix the zany 2D design and humor of Looney Tunes uh, and adapted it into 3D like Ice Age in Madagascar and the late 2000s Looney Tunes CGI short shorts like the uh, three Wiley E. Coyote uh, th- uh, 3D stuff, uh, the Daffy Duck uh, opera th- song, and then also the I Thought I Thought Pretty Tad 3D shorts. So, uh, and then there was even some studios that found a way to make a movie out of a cheap, uh, cheaply make 3D animated films like Hoodwinked, which actually did really well for the time. And then, uh, and then, of course, the early 2010s found ways to develop realism with films like Tangled, Madagascar, How to Train a Dragon, Rango, and uh, some even started to dabble with the different art styles like it didn't, it was there, but, like, much smaller. And some of those examples include uh, the 2014 Lego movie being CGI, but trying to replicate the old YouTube stop-motion shorts of the Lego movie stuff. Or uh, Blue Sky trying to recreate uh, what a Peanuts uh movie would look like in 3D but like still keeping it 2D and having that charm of the Peanuts movies but that kind of style would make Charles Schultz be proud and some other examples of this idea of this experiment uh, slow experimentation included Kung Fu Panda 3 where it had a little uh, uh, Chinese help where they DreamWorks founded Pearl Studios, where they, which they originally were DreamWorks China division, and they would uh, not only do Kung Fu Panda three, but they also did Abominable, and those were very colorful films, very bright. It felt, it felt like it came from China, which actually. If you're looking at Chinese animation now, it's probably some of the best animation you're seeing, uh, 3D animation you've been seeing. Like, Neja is a really beautiful animation movie that takes a really cool story of a brother of good and a brother of bad, and it's really, really good. And, uh, and then there's also stuff that tried to replicate the old art style of certain things like Captain Underpants and Smurfs of Lost Village where Captain Underpants uh, was animated in like Britain but they tried to replicate Dave Pilkey's book style and same with Smurfs uh, Smurfs, where they tried to replicate Pele's Smurfs designs and as much as this movie sucks, you gotta admit some of the animation is pretty good. Boss Baby, where it tried to replicate some old 1950s shorts with the big eyes and the babies and all that jazz. But we all know where this is going. Uh, uh, one little movie would change everything, where it did successful on Netflix and it got people talking, people saying like, hey, this is the future of animation. We should do this next. 
And that movie is, of course, the first Spider-Verse movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And yeah, I know a lot of people continue to talk about it, but there's a reason for that. It inspired the entire animation world, and it's true. Spider-Verse took a unique look by adapting a comic book look by implementing uh, 2D uh, inspirations not being animated 24 frames per second, but rather 15 frames per second. And uh, it looked a little more choppy, but it had a lot more unique art styles and whatnot. And the last time we kind of saw realism for a little while was Toy Story 4. Like, we still see some CGI realism, like the new Paw Patrol or, let's see what else, uh, Paw Patrol and the next, oh yeah, Inside Out 2, yeah, Inside Out 2 would kind of count. And some uh, Elios and some other DreamWorks or Pixar movies, but you're seeing, uh, but like much more recently, especially in the last two years in 2021 and 2022, we saw films like Luca where they had, and uh, they did a Studio Ghibli slash Wallace and Gromit look and then Mitchell's Fist of the Machines where it took 2000s cartoons and made it 3D or Vivo or... Wish Dragon, America the Motion Picture, and Del Toro's Pinocchio, and Nimona, and and all these stories and all these animated formats are getting explored because of this new recent craze, and there's a lot of movies coming out that are gonna try and do this too. Of course, we're going to get Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse, so that's going to test even more animated waters. And then uh, we have we have a new Peanuts movie uh, coming out next year, and it, it's from the same director as the first, and it's going to have the similar art style as the first, so that's good. And then there's also DreamWorks more recently has been experimenting with this art style too like Puss in Boots and the Bad Guys which we talked about but they're but next year they're going to be releasing I believe the not the Bad Guys too that's 2025 uh Kung Fu Panda 4 and the Wild Robot Kung Fu Panda 4 might have similar art style to Kung Fu Panda 3 but imagine the f- slow frame rates uh, in a movie like that that would be amazing and then the wild robot is being directed by the Lilo and Stitch director uh, Chris Sanders and that has potential to do some creative stuff and like is making a new movie called Wildwood where it's based on a mo- uh, book uh, made by someone, uh, a band member of something that is just, it, it, it's like an indie rock band in Portland, Oregon. And then there's also other Del Toro stuff that's coming out. He says he's going to dedicate his life now to more animation and he's going to try to make more animated content, but he's still going to do some live action stuff, but stuff like his long-awaited Frankenstein revival that he's been trying to make for a long time. And 
Aardman is also still making movies. They have a new Chicken Run movie coming out this year, which looks very funny. And a new Wallace and Gromit movie. I think it's a movie. I don't know if it's a short. I think it's a movie. They said they announced that back in like 2019 and they've been working on it for a while. And then there and then there's also things coming out next year. Uh, and then there's still some movies coming out that's going to be testing out waters. Uh next week uh, the new Disney movie Wish is coming out and yeah, uh, the animation could have been could have Keep kept that choppy look that was shown at D23, but I think having it look a much more smoother kind of helps, but they're still trying to keep that 2D watercolor brush aesthetic, and I think that's the thing I'm most looking forward to out of this movie, and it's tracking good to make a lot of money, so maybe it, this might be good, but like, there's a lot of Oh, and also there's TMNT Mutant Mayhem. I know that's getting more stuff. And Gigiramel, uh, not Giramel, uh Gendy Tarkovsky, the guy who made Samurai Jack and Primal and all that shit, he's supposed to uh, make an mo- uh, R-rated movie that's supposedly 2D animated where it's about a dog trying to live out his last night before he gets circumcised. Well, fixed. And that might be fun, or, of course, Sony has a bunch of other animated content that's going to be pushing the waters of animation, Tut, another uh, Gendy Tartakovsky movie, Black Knight, and a Seth Rogen movie called Bubble, where it's about, like, it's based on a podcast where it's about a bunch of hunters, but, like, like monster hunters that meet up, meet up together on an monster hunting app I don't know much about it they're still working on it it's kind of dicey but there's a lot of animation that is coming out much more recent and of course oh and also another thing that's coming out soon they just released a new trailer for it migration and I don't talk about illumination movies a lot and that's for a good reason it's mainstream general audience schlock it is not my type of movie for me, but this actually look this movie actually looks really good. It definitely is Illumination's most unique movie so far, where it has a director who worked on a uh, who's like a famous French director who made Ernest and Celestine and The Big Bad Fox and other tales, and they adapted that kind of art style where they have big eyes and they're very expressive and and it it has some really funny character designs where in the new trailer they showed a crane who like looks very decrepit decrepit and old but uh uh her friend or grandma or grandfather or whatnot he uh, he they have like a squinted eye with one eye open and it's super over exaggerated or uh the main character who's voiced by Kamal Nanjiani uh encounters a rat and his scree- uh the rat screeches at him and it has the the tongue is waving around in a cartoony way and that just feels like it's trying something new, and the backgrounds are said to be replicating something out of a watercolor painting. So, even if there is movies that are going to still look like 
the realistic CGI that we've been seeing. There's movies out there that are, are testing different character designs and different backgrounds that are being that are that are leaving people intrigued. And there are things that are that are still in the works where they're gonna do some really fancy schmancy stuff. Like I know they're making a new Transformers animated movie and I'm kind of curious to see how that w- would w- look like. I know from what I heard, it's supposedly going to be a uh, a pre uh, a Cybertron movie, and it's being directed by the Toy Story 4 director. And I don't like Toy Story 4. Yes, I said it. Toy Story 4 sucks. But I'm kind of curious because it. And I like Transformers. Transformers is fun. And the, that last one that came out in June was really, really good, I think. Probably one of my favorite Transformers movies, right behind Bumblebee. But, uh, of course, we're still going to see some other sty- uh, normal styles out there that aren't going to be testing the waters. Like, I believe Pixar isn't going to do that because, yeah, they're testing the waters with character designs and whatnot, but they're still trying to... Excuse me, animate in twenty four frames per second and whatnot, and it does like it does. It does look uh, the character designs look a lot different than let's say some let let's say like the Lion King remake, but it's interesting to see something where it's like different character designs and and recently they released Inside Out the a trailer for Inside Out too and. They introduced a new character, Anxiety, who looks like Fregly from Diary of a Wimpy Kid mixed with a troll from those DreamWorks Trolls movies. And it is definitely one of the most unique Pixar designs that uh, has been released so far. And and then, of course, there's also Studio Ghibli, who, after having a little bit of a shit show with... Uh, that witch movie, trying to do 3D and shit like that. Hayao Miyazaki is now back in the run, and he's gonna try and make a, a classic Studio Ghibli 2D animated movie, The Boy and the Heron. And as this is this will if it goes over well, I'm gonna go see it, and we'll see what happens. I hear a lot of good things about it, and it it definitely some things should stay the same, and I think. Studio Ghibli style should stay the same. Same with Ardman and Leica. But, like, some mainstream studios should change their style. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they, uh, I don't know yet. And, of course, there's also studios that are still trying to get something made. Like the Warner Animation Group, now Warner Brothers Animation, the guys who made like DC League of Super Pets and uh, Space Jam 2, they're still trying to release things. And I know they're working with Locksmith, the guys who made Ron, Ron's Gone Wrong, that bot movie, and they're going to be making a few movies like That Christmas and The Lunar Chronicles, made by Mar- Marissa Myers and all that jazz. And they're also going to be releasing a Toto movie, if that's still going to get made, and hopefully the Coyote movie gets released on Amazon soon, because that movie has a lot of promise, from what I heard so far. Uh, just watch after I'm done recording it, there's just a news outlet saying, like, hey, something came out. Uh, so, so, like, literally when I was, I think when I was talking about 
like the bad guys and I was talking about the rumored sequel. It was like, yep, it, it, it's coming out in 2025. <laughs> so, uh, sometimes I'm a little like late. Uh, too early to tell anything. So, yeah, uh, this is another one of those. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as the director of the bad guys put it, uh, we are at the stage where realism isn't enough for animation now. We're seeing a rise in so many styles, and we need to innovate that animation. No need for the blank expressions in heavily CGI remakes like The Lion King or, well, I wouldn't really say the uh, Avatar, uh, not the last Airbender, the Avatar movies with the blue people. That uh, does have some good expressions in some good places and whatnot. And of course, Lord of the Rings is always a visual model. And with the new decade bringing in some cool new stylizing animation, I, for myself, it's only been three years, but... From those three years, I'm really looking forward to seeing what we've, what else we've got coming. And I am a very optimistic person, not because animation's on a downward spiral because of studio heads being studio heads, but I'm just curious to see how far it'll go because I'm curious and I hope, I hope this new style sticks because I, for one, am happy to see cool new animation stuff coming and I'm excited for it. Anyway, I've been Declan Mangan and this is another editorial, but another peek at my anime life. Goodbye.